0: You uh you ever you been on any pods? Used to have one. I used to have one. Oh, really, what was it called? We need to talk. I d- I had a podcast for like four years. You, what? He, he yeah. Before
1: Way before he was doing it. What share Twenty seven, sixteen? Yeah, it
0: was me and Ryan. Yeah. we were doing it back back when I was like living in Saga still. Yeah. So it, it was a long time, and then we stopped doing it basically after the first year of the pandemic. Oh, so yeah. we overlapped a little bit then. Yeah, yeah, yeah there was definitely overlap. Yeah, yeah, I remember when you guys were doing Why'd that. you guys stop? Uh, he moved to LA and I was like traveling a lot for work. We were just like, fuck it. We'll just pick that up when we're supposed to pick it back up. It's called We Need
2: to Talk. Yeah. It's a good name.
0: Yeah, We Need to Talk. It was about like relationship stuff and it was just hilarious because we were like, you know, What's the four words like you never want to hear from your girl? Yeah, which is yeah. like we need to talk? You're like, fuck. So we're just <laughs> like, let's just let's just reframe how that sounds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Did you
1: when you had your podcast, did you ever feel like you had to um did you guys ever hold back or anything or did you kind of talk about whatever Bro. And were you like, were you worried about it from like uh you were younger too, like were you worried about your like like people hearing anything, your career perspective, anything like that? Or you just kind of went with
0: So went with I, at that time, uh, I wasn't I actually wasn't worried about career stuff because uh, I was like mainly freelance. But even then, like there's still concerns that, or things that you should worry about. But what was funny is that different times in the rela- uh, in the when we we're doing the podcast, him and I would be in relationships, and then there were periods of the podcast <laughs> where we weren't, and like you would see the difference in how we would <laughs> talk about shit because we're like, oh, we don't really have to. Hold back, or it's not that you know, no one's gonna give a fuck if I like say what I did last night, kind of thing. Yeah, no one, Um, or you can't, you don't want
1: to, you you kind of, even if you want to say something to the to you know, the listeners and you're alluding to something, your, your like girlfriend might know, or your ex girlfriend,
0: ex, yeah, and they might get pissed, so you have to like kind of beat around the bush, bro. When we first started, you don't want to sewer yourself. (laughs) When we first started the podcast, like this is years ago, right? When we first started, I was in a relationship, but uh, my partner who I did the podcast with was and we used to film this at his place and it was like him and his girl that lived there and there were a couple episodes where like we would be recording just like this and she would be like somewhere behind the camera like basically watching like, what we were saying and then like years later they like they break up right and i remember looking and one day and i was like bro like when we were doing that podcast she was watching it was the equivalent of like taking a shit and someone staring at me the <laughs> entire time. I was like, you like you don't know what to do or like move. Yeah. You just, you just kind of like freeze because I don't know t- if you just like let it rip or you yeah, just kind of oh, yeah, like it squeak was, it out. I was like watching him like mentally like I can't say certain things and it became very different yeah, yeah, yeah. when we weren't in that situation it's
2: going to be tough because you guys are obviously boys and like you talk like off air about things yeah. and it's like okay we're on air it's like fuck oh shit she's watching what can we say
0: okay I, I actually have a funny story about this though <laughs> like um we had someone we used to like have people chime in on the Instagram like send us questions all this type of shit and someone had asked what was like your worst Tinder experience right and basically I told this story of how I met this girl off Tinder and she's like, oh, basically we're like, we'll meet up, we'll go grab a drink or some shit. So we went to the, I think it was the Joey's at Sherway. And it was like kind of dark. I Basically I get there and, <laughs> and immediately I'm like, oh, this girl's not look. How she looks like on, online? Yeah, so yeah, I was like, fuck it reason. I'm already here." Like, whatever. Yeah, have a good, have a good night. Have a good night. Me being of like the guy that I was then, literally, we still end up back at her place, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, "Fuck it," like I'm, I'm here. I want <laughs> <on> some drinks. <laughs>
2: the thing is, once you have some drinks, she looks like she did online after a couple of yeah, drinks, I mean, right? Like,
1: honestly, just, I feel like with that pause, I feel like she still no? maybe did it. <laughs> Uh, look, look. You're going to hear what happened. Oh, so <laughs> oh what happens. God.
0: Bro, so we get back to her place. And this is the thing, right? Like, this girl still follows me to this day on social media. Like, we both see each other. Oh. And she, I, I will say this. I, I haven't seen her in person, but she looks very different on social media now than she did back then. like, okay. she had a huge glow up or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. But basically, we end up back at her place. And we, like, start hooking up. And, like, halfway through, I'm like, oh, should I use the bathroom, right? So I go to the bathroom and do my business. I start washing my hands. And I look in the mirror. And I literally have, like, makeup foundation all over my face. Like, obviously, I'm black. This girl is, like, white. And I, she's, was, she's, I was just going to ask. And she I had, was just going to ask. I'm black. Foundation. No, I'm black. This girl was white. And she... <laughs> I had like... It's never happened in my life. But it was like the craziest amount on my face. And I remember seeing this. Did you look... I get it. you never seen... Um you ever see
1: uh Tropic Thunder? Yes. But not but you know, know um, the exact Simpl- simple jack, like yes. the face like was there, like, it like kinda
0: like It was like blotchy, it was like all over the place. I'm thinking and like
1: Mike Tyson and the and the like, like,
2: uh, like the cocaine, yeah, yeah. The yeah. The
0: cocaine <laughs> meme. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Dude, like my nose was fucking cakes. like everything was <laughs> oh all my God. And I remember looking in the mirror. It's like nose and lips area. Like, yeah, I, I remember looking in the mirror and I was just I like immediately sobered up. I was like, this is fucked. And I literally <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so I told this story, right? I literally washed my face. I like dried it off. And I just left this girl's crib. Like, I just left. I was like, just walked out. But did you say, like, did you? like? No, dude. That's how savage I was back then. I was like, oh. this is fucked. And I literally put my shit on and I just left. And I didn't talk to this girl. I was like, this is crazy. And I just left. And I couldn't, like, tell her why it was. I just never saw her again. A year later, right? I like told this story exact story on the podcast a year later me and uh, my co-host we're at that old club ballet right and we're in this club just off of Osington. he's like way on the other side and I'm like at one end and he's tall right and I I can just see him he's like he's like yo yo like come 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 to me and I like weave through the crowd and he's just like yo like I want to introduce you to my friend it's this it's the girl It's the girl, right? And he knows this. So he's, like, fucking with me, right? Because he knows I couldn't (laughs) see her in the crowd. So I pull up, and he's, like, yo, I want to introduce my friend. I see the girl, and I was, like, oh. And literally what she says to me, she says, she's, like, don't worry. I won't, like, wear too much makeup next time. And she said that because she had heard me tell the story on the podcast. In that year, I didn't mention her name, but that's the prime example of, like, you say shit on a podcast, and some people like can what? put two and two together. Yeah, yeah. And she put two and two together, but she was she was like funny about it. She was like, "I won't wear too much makeup next time. Don't worry oh, about so she it." She was chill. So she, at least she it's, it's, yeah, we're... she wasn't pissed. Like she was a good sport about it. But I'll like never forget it. I was just... Well, it's
1: good you didn't name names too, right? Because you can yeah. like if you say it too, then it puts like embarrass someone at least. Like, yeah, you know, probably sucked. I would guess for in the moment, in the mm. moment, and then yeah. after the
0: fact as well. You know, kind of like. Yeah. A... I think she knew though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I think the. That was those are like my two big takeaways from doing the podcast for that long about relationship stuff is like obviously most cases you don't name names and never fudge your timelines <laughs> it's like yeah. don't fudge your timelines when you're talking about like oh this happened at that time and like this happened at that time because people listen and they're just like they're trying to catch they're, they're trying, trying to-, to catch you at like yeah, wait a moment. second yeah, this and and if there's
1: one thing I like I just learned over the years is that like if you wanna solve a, a murder or like find out where bin Laden was hiding at the time you probably should just hire women because they can find anything and piece anything together Bro. and you know I, I, like i i have um you know i'll be six you know we'll be out for like a dinner with like you know my fiance mm. or friend and just or any female in general ever yeah and they're like oh did you know this person was with this person i'm like how do you guys figure that out They're like oh we just we can figure it out yeah you know like people I, I don't know what it is it's but a- like they just you think which is you know, it, it it's good. It keeps people. It, it probably keeps you know, like males in check too, knowing that. But it's crazy how good they are at figuring stuff out. They wow. just they wait for yeah. the inconsistencies, or they
2: you know they can kind of piece stuff together. Absolutely. No, it, it's the little details. I remember one time uh, a friend of a friend was telling me sort of how she found out another like her the guy she was dating was dating this girl. I'm like, yeah. well, how'd you know? He's like, well, they're both at the Leaf Camp. I'm like, yeah, hey, there's twenty thousand people at the Leaf Camp. Yeah. He's like, no, no, but I know I know the cuff of his jacket. I was like, what? She said, yeah. yeah, he's got a gold button on his jacket, and she posted a picture. You see the gold button on it. I'm like, okay, well, it's a fucking jacket. Like, yeah. it could be, could be so many different things. Yeah. yeah, no, no. But then I, I recognized the cutlery at the restaurant after that was his favorite restaurant. Yeah. Sure enough, or that was his favorite restaurant on her Instagram. Sure enough, she was fucking right. Yeah, like they just went on that one date. Cause I was like, I'm like, yo, what,
0: you go with, and I'm like, what the fuck bro like, how did you so, figure that out sooner or later like everything comes to light like as you get older you realize this shit because when you're when i was younger if i would like fuck around or just like not you take, find out or not not to yeah not take things seriously like shit always like comes up at some point so as you get older i feel like you just kind of need to get like scared a little at some point and you're like yeah she will fucking find out like just yeah. don't be dumb about it Especially if you like this person. Like For just, sure. Just don't be dumb. One of the
1: things, and this is not, this come across as like, you know, all mm. s- altruistic and like, you know, I'm better than anybody or anything. But one of the things that I said when I started, uh, when Beck and I started dating, well, I guess even before that, but one of the things I tried to work hard on is just like not lie mm. to her or anybody. Like I try to be very honest. There's times you don't want to offend someone. You're not going to say what you really think. Yeah, yeah. But when it comes to like, oh, you know, wh- what did you do? Or what? Like, mm. I'm like, i by no means will I ever try to lie. Cause often we, you know, people will either lie to their friends or their partners or whoever mm. to avoid having to have a tough conversation. Yeah. And I realized in life, like number one, I'm not scared of confrontation, but number two is like, if you start having to do that, especially early on in a relationship, like you're building a weak foundation and like yeah. it just, then your word and your character all gets called into mm. question. So I try very, very hard. And honestly, this day, I don't think I've ever, besides having to like tell her where I lied or where I was going when I was buying the ring, I, yeah. only time. But um, yeah, man, I just, I, I don't know how people do that. Cause at the end of the day, too, man, like number one is you're building this like facade and what you're not, what yeah. you really aren't. Yeah. And it's not even just that, like, you know, you're going to get caught because, you know, I was making jokes about how women can figure everything out. But karma also gets you, man. Like, karma sees everything. You might go through your whole life. You might go through, like, your 30s and 40s into your 50s and never get caught. Mm. But, like, the more you kind of take or or, or karma will get you in another way. Everything regresses to the mean in the end. Whether you get caught by someone and they're trying to find inconsistencies, inconsistencies in who you are or it's just, yeah. Karma, karma catches up to you. But
0: I will say, I agree. Be. I do agree with you, though. I think a lot of these fucking intelligence agencies should be hiring like more women. I it don't. I
1: understand like, why, it, why. aren't I mean like why aren't they run by women? They can figure anything out. Hop on social media and problems like Bro, I, mystery solved. I, I always said if I if I ever go missing, hire my ex girlfriend.
2: Tell her I'm with the girl she hated the most, and I will <laughs> yeah. be found instantly. <laughs> My ex girlfriend. That actually girlfriend. would. That Bro, actually If, would be, I, if somebody, yeah. okay, obviously not anymore. Yeah. But like, if I was when I was dating my ex girlfriend, if you told her I was with one of the girls Me. that she hated, I was, I'd be found instantly. Yeah. I could be on a different country. I, I'd be found. That instantly. I'm not
1: gonna say this story, but yeah. <laughs> you know, what I you know exactly, exactly what you're talking. Oh see, this is the God. hard part of like, yeah, Well ask about ask relationship stuff because I could tell a story right now, yeah. but it'd
0: be very messy. Yeah, yeah, messy. But it makes it makes sense though. Like I think. This, the social media thing is what I just think it's something intrinsically different about men and women in this regard and I don't mean it in the way that like because women can do it it's a bad thing I don't think it's a bad thing at all that they have this ability but like I've yet to meet any of like my close female friends who don't have this like ability to just piece things together and it's not crazy You're just like Holy shit Like how did you figure that How wait, did you see that And I didn't
2: I've yet to find a woman That uses it for good
0: <laughs> Yeah It's always like
2: This asshole
1: Did fucking this It's like
2: Just cause you're at the same place As someone Doesn't mean that Like he did mm. something
1: wrong Do you Okay let me ask you Both of you guys Do you think that mm-hmm. it's just Something that You know like I mean like do, Like do you think it's Women do that because They're just genuinely They like You know they like <laughs> mysteries and solving stuff because they do like you know those those crime shows and all that yeah, or crazy. do you think it's because i think it's common i'm not trend- generalizing all women but yeah. i know it's like a lot of women that i talk to watch shows like whether it's someone's aunt or a yeah. you know, girl they, they like they like murder mysteries yeah or do you think it's because women deep down some level even if they trust like their men or their partner or friends they still have some deep down like lack of trust they, they just they have suspicion that someone's always doing something wrong
0: Oh, I think it's probably like a combination of the two, you know, because I think that's a really good question. I think intri- I do believe intrinsically they just have like an affinity for this. Like they're like, I'm whether or not they have put it to like the test. I feel like you could ask most women, hey, can you just like look into this? And they'll let you know, and it's like they'll have
1: they'll have a report back to you with like answers. Yeah, but it's like
0: it's in the same way where it's like you know, depending on like the relationship you have with your girl. Usually, your girl sees things that like you just you don't. Like even when it comes like business stuff. When it comes to like relationships with other people, I've I've been in situations where my girl literally sees things that I'm like not even You're oblivious to. I'm oblivious to. It's not even like I'm That's trying it. to not pay attention to it. It's like she sees things that I don't. So I do think it's an intrinsic thing that comes out in women when they actually care about the guy or girl that they're with. It's actually a very fair
1: perspective, because I I've Becca's mm-hmm. done that for me before. Like, I've, like, some some stuff that's come up with, like, work or whatever, like, it could be anything, like, not stuff that I, um projects, whatever. Mm-hmm. She'll always, or, or even meeting new people, like, she always has this, like, deep feeling, and I think I'm a pretty good judge of character. Mm-hmm. I think she's also very good, but she sees things that I'm like, I would have never thought that equal that and then like later when you start to pay more attention it's like, oh that that did play out that way, you know? Exactly. Which is so interesting. And this is a really small random one about like how they're observant. I gotta give a shout out to my sister in law Hannah. My sister my sister sends videos in our family chat of like her yeah. of her baby or her daughter. And there was a video of her like sleeping in the crib, they're waking her up. It's a very funny video. And Hannah goes, like I watched it. All it's like a minute video. And Hannah like didn't notice anything uh anything out of the ordinary, just like, you know, kid talking hannah's like wow crazy she sleeps with a calculator i was like what hmm. i go back and watch the video and in the last like 30 seconds there's like a calculator in her bed yeah. next to her that I, I did not know and it's a massive calculator <laughs> this is completely it's like listed, that video yeah. when the gorilla walks through the screen and yeah. it's like no one notices it because you're paying attention to one thing yeah but like i'm like how i'm like hannah how are you so observant how did you notice this yeah, but, but I, the- maybe it's just i don't know they <laughs> like
2: At the same time, I think sometimes, like I think men do too, because George, remember when Virgie, my uh, my sister-in-law was pregnant, Um, she told our family at uh, I think it was Mother's Day or something, Mother's Day or Father's Day, what one of the the days, and she wasn't drinking that day. Obviously, she's pregnant, so we're all we're all having drinks at at this whatever brunch, a or something. Mm. I'm gonna tell her from the perspective of like why, how, yeah, yeah, you tell them, yeah,
1: (laughs) so. I, this is also like a, Just a weird thing I always have a feeling When someone's like Pregnant I don't know why mm. I, I guess when Georgia Was pregnant before I, w- I was even in the same her at sort of the time and just had like a feeling I woke up one day I was in Vegas so I'm like I think Georgia's pregnant I don't know why yeah. and Sure enough she was Virgie and uh, So they were all For Mother's Day And I'm on Instagram Watching a story And it's a video Of I guess They're giving a gift To his mom And the the camera's Panning on the table Troni up at Summerhill Right Yeah So it's panning Around the thing now, I'm obviously like Ricky's my best friend, but I'm also very close with like John and Virgie. We've yeah. gone on double dates with them. And like when we go, we like, you know, we have a good time, we're fun, we're social people. They're at a brunch. I'm like, oh, they're probably gonna be drinking, whatever. I see like a mimosa in front of Rick. I'm like, that's pretty standard. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm watching this video go around. And for some reason, hmm. I noticed that like John has something in front of him, Ricky's that a drink. And then Virgie has this like tall rock glass, yeah. like a tall uh, crystal, or whatever. And I'm like, that's interesting. I'm like, everyone's drinking, mm. but I know Tironi makes lemonades. And for some reason that looks like a lemonade. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask me how I figured this out. Yeah. And I like I basically told them. Like yeah. I told I think it was Ricky's mom. I was like, hey, I'm gonna tell you something. Just so you know that I'm not bullshitting you later. You don't have to tell me, and I don't want to mm. know. But I have a feeling that Virgie's pregnant. Don't say anything, don't even react. Sure enough, like the couple of days later, I guess I guess Elaine like mentioned, like, how oh, George figured this out. What the hell? And then Virgie like messaged me saying, how the hell did you, like, realize that? How did you yeah. figure that out? I was like, honestly, I don't know. And I don't even know how. I just... Yeah. Um, I guess to your point is, like, I guess I, yeah, guys can do it too. But I, 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 that's also, like, a one-off. It's not regular. I notice things like that. It might have been a fluke thing. I, I think it's maybe when you care about somebody. Yeah. Or you, uh, like, that's you what, care about yeah.
2: the situation. Yeah. Um, and I guess to to bring this back to one too, like if you care about the situation, you're more observant of the little things. Yeah. And I think with women, maybe they care more about the situation with other women. Mm. That's why they're more observant of these things. Maybe. Yeah, that's a fair point.
0: I think I think that's exactly it. I mean
2: Because even one other thing. I remember again, this was my ex-girlfriend. We went out one day and then she's like, Oh, I think like those two are like they're hooking up. I was like, Why do you say that? She's like, Well, do you notice how they always sat beside each other when we were out? Or they were always like close to each other i was like well like like two people people. of your friends like they were hanging out with you okay so it's like do you notice how they were like always kind of side by side or something i'm like yeah but like there there was a bunch of people like we're we're at a table like where else you gonna go she's like yeah but you notice that i'm like okay and then we get in the uber to go home and like the person clearly went behind the girl to so to sip a cider as we get in the uber yeah it's like what dude sits in the middle when mm. there's two guys, two girls. Yeah. Nobody. Ever. <laughs> no guy ever sits in the middle. Yeah, yeah. that is fair. And then I was like... It's kind
1: of a debt giveaway. Yeah, yeah, well,
2: that was at the end of the night, right? So we're all splitting up to get in Ubers. So there's like, whatever, like eight of us or something. And then guy, girl. And I was like, interesting.
0: Yeah, you know. Because if like, a girl gets understand. in the Uber
2: first, I'm going around the far side to get in the other door so the girls sit in the middle. Yeah. That's what most men would do,
1: right? I think so, yeah.
2: And I saw it. I was like, okay. I don't know if they ever hooked up or not. then,
1: but. Yeah, it is. Oh, so the Oh, there it is! Wow, um, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I, I do think it's. How do we, how do we get but this topic there? back to your original question? Yeah.
2: Do you have, do you hold back on telling stories because of relationships? I'm like in that middle ground where sometimes I hold back and like, or you leave out key details hmm. that would pinpoint the story like your story like yeah. you're telling like you could have left out the the makeup and say hey i went there something happened in the bathroom i had to leave yeah. maybe she wouldn't have figured it out it was her but maybe she had done that with a couple other guys too and that's probably, how she figured she
0: it probably, out yeah she probably would have figured it out regardless yeah <laughs> like, this guess, this fucking dude left. just left my fucking place is it, it is
1: how, yeah now i remember how we got in this vein of like asking if you ever had to like hold back obviously that's one of the downsides too about like because ricky and i have pretty i guess strong opinions about certain things yeah. not like not not um in the sense that like We think we're right about this And we're like Only believe yeah. this But like when you see stuff In the media Or you mm. know Things happen Or you know People we know do something Like they're like They're things that I would want To share to express Like you know Have a unique perspective On something That's the point of having a podcast yeah. You should have unique perspective yeah. In some capacity If you're mm. just gonna go on And say the things That everyone always says Like you're just, you're just Irrelevant reg- yeah. Exactly Exactly so it's hard though Because the position we're in You know You did it when you were younger You mm. weren't worried about The career as much We started this In 2020 The beginning Yeah Which also We got kind of Boned by the pandemic Like everyone started A, a podcast, podcast. Yeah. Uh, When the pandemic hit But that's the one difficulty Because we can talk off air And we talk very like yeah. Candidly I think we're better At it now on this Like we can We kind of We'll kind of Teeter the line a little bit Just be careful But I also know that You know I have you know family that listens Colleagues that listen I have customers and clients That listen to this too And like Yeah and it's it's cool, but it's you just never know because you never want to put, at least for myself, like put the you know family business in a position that someone says, oh George believes this, and you know the world yeah, is today, yeah. right? People say that you believe this, so you're that way, yeah. Which is crazy to me because there's a lot of shit that Ricky
0: believes that I don't agree with, mm. but it doesn't make me think less of him as a person. I'm like, oh. no, like I think, I think, um, dude, it's it's come up so much in the last, I don't know last two years because of the things like the pandemic and all that like even without getting into like what people's beliefs are and shit it's more like i don't really think people understand that two things can be true you know like at the same time you know like you can i can can believe yeah or things like i can think I can think something is fucked up that just happened and or what someone said, but I can also understand why they said it like yeah from their perspective it doesn't make me like think any less of them it's just more it's more about like just trying to understand the nuance in a lot of these conversations right?
2: well we, we had this discussion a while ago like you can have two different perspectives that are equally correct almost and mm. again there's fact but we talk about diets and, and diet fads all the time you can find, Peer reviewed articles that talk about why being vegan is healthy for you. Yeah. You can find a peer reviewed article or, or journal or something why being vegan isn't actually healthy for you. Yeah. Or w- whatever. You guys get yeah. what I'm saying. Like, there could yeah, be two different sides. Yeah. both sides might be right, but depending on what you say and how you say it, because yeah. how you say it is probably the biggest part, you could get fucking canceled for saying something that could essentially still be true. Yeah you know what it I mean
1: even like piled on which is yeah. annoying in and of itself like, yeah. it was just me like you're an idiot you're this you're that yeah. whatever and that's why
2: even when me and him have like certain episodes we do just us two and we do them once a week there's certain topics we talk about I'm like I would rather talk about this offline with you because yeah. we could actually share like our, our most honest opinions and not yeah. judge each other on it yeah. than have it in front of this where people are listening and yeah. watching and, and obviously judging yeah. it depends on how touchy the subject is the like thing, we kind of did it uh, A couple weeks ago Talking about FIFA Yeah you know? yeah yeah like, Where it's like You have to pause And say okay What can I actually say on air
0: Yeah
1: the, That's well, But what's way. one of the things though Is that um, And I don't know who said it But I think it's There's a saying Like the 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 tell of a strong mind Is to be able to wait To be able to hold Two consenting uh, Two consenting beliefs At mm-hmm. the same time And yeah. t- see the validity In each one Don't know who said it I might be making that up But uh, But it's it's true And it's it's so interesting It's I I love this cuz I do love to talk and you know even though I feel like I'm, you know, just another guy and don't have like not the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. I feel like I I can um I feel like when we talk, we have, you know, we don't always agree, and also we can talk to different aspects of it. Like we have different perspectives on different things. And it's cool to talk about because you can like you you're kind of like you're kind of dissecting your own thoughts and formulating your own opinions as you talk them through. It's just always this fine line of, you know, someone's going to listen and say, "Well, they said this." And that person for lack of a better term, yeah. doesn't have the same open mindedness. And then, you know, then you put yourself in a precarious situation. Yeah. I guess the one, or I guess at this point, it's the one downside of having the podcast. But it's also fun because it's, it's cool to be able to talk about it and not be scared to share well, your perspective on on something. Yeah, I
0: mean, like here, here uh, this is a question for both of you. And I feel like I probably know the answer. But when Ryan and I were doing the podcast, right? Like I said, we did this for just over four years. We recorded like once a week, like we didn't. We rarely missed a week, and I think you know. There's all this talk about, like you said, people just regurgitating the same shit. Like all these podcasts kind of talking about the same thing, mm-hmm. and then you have podcasts like this where like people are like just trying to bring like nuanced opinions and stuff like that. But it's also like healthy to do this. Like, do you, do you not find yourselves like a little? like, off if you go, like, a week or two, like, not having that time where you just discuss shit for an hour. You know what I mean? Like, it it feels very different when you don't have that because you're like, I just get to talk about things with someone else where I know that, yeah, we might have different opinions, but they're also not going to, like, judge me because I'm not coming from, like, a vindictive or terrible place. And the challenge is when you're doing this and you have listeners – you almost like I'm trusting the listener that they know that, yeah, right. But the unfortunate is there are some people that don't and just assume, right. 100%. The
2: the tough part is is that when we do this, like you know, you have that person's undivided attention for an hour or 90 minutes or whatever yeah. it is, and you can speak. And I know when I talk to George, George is fully listening to me, and my thoughts, yeah. and he's following along on either the story or the thought. Same with our our guest. When you're speaking to the audience or the audience is listening, they don't necessarily you don't have their full attention for that ninety minutes. You know, a lot of people listen to podcasts as they're driving, as they're at work, Mm. when they're working out, whatever it is, going for a walk. So they might hear a bit of one part of that and like take it out of not out of context, but it's like, yeah, they might only hear that one section. But like, oh wow, Ricky's a dick, or George George, a fucking piece Mm. of shit because he thought that was like, well, you didn't hear his full train of thought. Yeah, right. So it's such a, a tricky. It's just tricky, right? You gotta trust the audience that they're gonna listen to the whole thing and not judge you based off a sound bite or a clip and we're, we're nowhere near big enough where people are taking our clips and fucking yeah. repurposing them and making us look bad or anything. so it's not it's not something that crosses my mind too much. but again, you think yeah. about
1: it. The good thing the to your point about this like it, it, you do feel off. one of the things I think it's this has at least benefited myself. Uh, I think both of us but I can speak for myself is I find myself being more cognizant of what I'm saying. I'm someone who talks a lot and I talk fast. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes... Because my thoughts, like like most people, your thoughts go a mile a minute. And I, I kind of communicate the way I think, assuming sometimes the person's going to understand where I'm coming from. And they don't always understand. Could be anything. Could be my opinion about something politically. It could be being in the office. I start sharing ideas because of what I like to do. And people are like, what, what are you talking about here? Give me some context. So doing the podcast helped me slow down a little bit, formulate my thoughts, and kind of get a little better at guiding the person through my, my train of thought. Still don't do it well always. I actually still do it pretty poorly sometimes, <laughs> but uh, but not not just that. I'm trying to be better at not saying um and like and all these filler words. I still do it often when I'm talking very fast or I get very excited about a point. But that's one of the biggest things, and the I guess so. All in all, the biggest thing that, that this benefits, I think, is making you a better. I don't wanna say public speaker, but making you a better communicator because I think listening and talk. It's both, right? And even we're sitting here, to, to, to touch on Ricky's point, we're sitting here to try and understand... Like just to talk about something and share our perspectives. But because we're friends, we don't have to hold back and be apologetic towards, towards each other. So we're all trying to keep each other accountable for what we come to the table with. So if he comes out here and says, you know, Lionel Messi is uh, you know piece of shit and I heard this about him. Well, hang on a second. Okay, can you, can you explain that more? Where did you hear it from? Are you just coming here because you heard something? Or do you have something to bring tangible to the table? So it also... Helps you kind of slow down. It helps you, you know, knowing that if you're going to put something in the world, you should come correct. Don't just yeah. take what you hear yeah. and regurgitate it. And I guess the last point, as you said, a lot of people just kind of, again, hear something and say something. And I listen to a lot of podcasts and I know people that are, you know, super successful and done well and other ones that just do it as a hobby. Some have really unique perspectives. Others just say stuff that I could have heard on any other podcast. Six but, buzz. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty and, much. And, yeah. And, 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 you know, I, I think that. If you're gonna just do this just to say what's been said, you're you know, I don't know if mouth breathe is the right term, but like you're blowing hot air. Like bring some <laughs> yeah. it's hard to have a unique perspective today. I don't I don't profess that most of my perspectives are unique. I hear something somewhere, I build off it, I incorporate my principles, and you know, you kind of share it. It's very, very, very hard to have a unique perspective in today's day and age because a lot of people think similarly. But you should try to do a good job of bringing something different to the table than what's been done. Yeah. And I think that. Again, that's something else. I think I've touched on a few points here, but that's something else that this podcast is. Do having a podcast allows you to do is like trying to kind of keep up in the stakes a little bit, mm. if that makes sense.
2: I I agree. I think one of the biggest things for me personally too, and George, you touched on this, is becoming a better listener because we have no preset questions. Because we have like we don't even write down topics ninety nine percent of the time, right? Like there's it's just nothing. It's like sit here, okay, we're going to talk about this. It's not like if we get a, a quiet spot or if we have a guest that's not. know a super chatty person or a storyteller i don't have a piece of paper i can be okay well you know what let's get move on to the next point so what did you think about x y and z it's like okay i have to make sure i'm listening to every single thing you're saying because if we hit that quiet spot what what are we going to talk about next how do we pivot how do we connect this to the next conversation and even for me i love like comeback jokes so like we mentioned a joke at the beginning about yeah. makeup okay well, <laughs> yeah. down the road i'm trying to fucking figure out how to put that back, <laughs> how to in, put it back in. again it. it's about being a good listener and just in general after this podcast started i became single like a little while after i've noticed in my like dating life this podcast has helped me so much because one you get unique perspectives and you hear different things through so much and you i've become a better storyteller because of it But the biggest thing is i become a better listener that when i'm on these dates and i ask these questions like i hear good things and then i can chime in and ask better questions based off the answers i'm given
1: Uh, so i i love and one of the big things too you maybe you notice this when you're younger you are not even younger but when if you're not good at um if you're someone who prioritizes more getting your point across you're not really listening to someone you're talking to them like you're waiting for an opportunity to say you know i want to talk again i want to talk about soccer if I want to share my like my whole view on it, we're gonna have a dialogue. But everything I say is almost premeditated. Like, it doesn't matter what you yeah. say, I'm not countering your point. I'm I'm just continuing my train of thought.
0: Yeah, you're just waiting to share your shit. Like, and doing, you're waiting you
1: know. for your turn. And doing this, you know, we started like with makeup, and now we're talking about how we've like the podcast evolves. Right, like this conversation just gradually takes different steps. So, and that that is a skill like that you a lot of people have it, I think, without doing podcasts, but develop it, a, you develop, develop it a lot, right? Yeah. So you sit with people and you, then you're genuinely trying to understand them better and you're genuinely trying to be curious. Like, you know, we've sat this podcast with people that we sit down with. They're like, man, this person might not, like, are they going to be what we think? Like, is it going to be fun? And then they're, they're some of the best guests. We've, yeah. we've you know, and yeah. then, so like, the, you know, you give someone the opportunity to let them talk and get their thoughts and not cut them off to try to get your piece across, you can often be pleasantly surprised that, Almost everyone out there has something that's unique about them that'd be cool to understand more. And if you listen to what they're saying and what the kind of the when the passion kind of comes out in their voice, uh, oh, that thing might be what they like. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So, anyways, we're kind of.
0: But I, but, y- y- y'all bring up like super valid points because for me, I think I agree with everything you guys were saying. I think the big thing about podcasts for me is whenever there's like r- relevant shit happening on social media or things happening in the media the podcast is the time for me where i can actually talk about my thoughts regarding it in a in a more nuanced way as opposed to regurgitating what i'm being like told or seeing in the media you know it's like i'll, I'll get to like look at something and then say let's like dissect this a bit more and not necessarily try to like yeah, you want to understand all perspectives, but even if the situation is not a good situation at all, I'm trying to have a more nuanced conversation about it because clearly it's like you're either on this side of the fence or you're on this mm-hmm. side of the fence and you can't be um you you have to choose one. And it's like why don't we like try to have like a dialogue about this yeah. so that we can understand it as a whole? Versus, no, nah, you gotta understand my side, or your, yeah, it's
1: not it. I, you know, it's it. I remember seeing a meme once, like uh, the early in the pandemic, when that you know the stat of like everyone starting podcast. Mm. <clears throat> I was on one of those, I don't know, one of those, I don't want to say, f- like female meme accounts. I remember yeah. Beck sent it to me, and it, and it went, I don't understand why every guy. Or no, sorry, sorry. It's like 2020, where guys who should go to therapy just start a podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, Some, I see, I see like, you mean, know what I mean. See meme, yeah.
1: You know that might work. Like I, I've had, I've never been, and not, not for mm. any reason. Just I haven't chosen to go to therapy ever. But I don't know if it would yield the same results. I mean, I mean, you've like gone, mm. you've talked about. It. Like I don't know if it's. It probably, yeah, I'm, for sure, it helps you do like evolve and learn certain things. There's a reason why it, you know it's helped so many people. But I, I from my perspective, is different. To your point, you're, yeah, like on, the, on a platform like this, you're like sitting, trying to understand everything, trying to also understand. Am I wrong in what I think here? Which is probably much like.
0: Yeah, there's
1: therapy, but like yeah. here, you know, if if I if we say something that we think is, or we later find out one of our, our opinions is like completely wrong, or offside, or like not even not even the realm of reality, correct? We can like circle back to, oh, you know what, like, this is actually wrong. My my bad. Like, don't really believe this anymore. I've changed my uh, my opinion on this. Um, yeah. but I'm, I get, honest, I'm not like this. Like, this train of thought here is diverging in two different ways, but
0: I get what you're no, saying. Yeah, I,
2: and, and so do I because. I, I think it's the idea of just communicating and sharing your thoughts and, and your opinions, and and uh I, I can I say this is a, a safe space for me because like again you're you're not here. There's no gotcha moment. It's not yeah. like someone's trying to fucking cancel you or trying to get you to say something that's inappropriate or that's gonna get you in trouble. It's like hey, we're here to sit down, share our thoughts. I lo- I'm all about storytelling. I love hearing yeah. fun stories. Like we started the podcast. You're like oh we we talk about relationships and or yeah. Tinder stories, and you come out oh I got a great song I'm like fuck my ears perk up for that. Yeah. But there's times where it's like we end up getting into deeper conversations that are not as much about storytelling more Mm. about sharing thoughts and opinions and again you could do it in a safe space so it is similar to therapy where sometimes we're in therapy you're there to talk you're there it's almost like you're there to vent and a therapist's job is to ask questions that make you think about things in a different manner or a different light that's what happens on our podcast a lot of times because. Our guests aren't just here to be interviewed. It's yeah. a conversation amongst pals, right? Yeah. They, we, and I tell everyone, hey, if you want to ask us questions, go ahead. Yeah. But then just naturally in the conversation it happens. We'll be yeah. talking about music or sports or art or something. And then they'll be like, well, what do you think about that? Or why do that? Like, well, I don't know. Nobody's ever asked me that before. Yeah. i never thought about it. So it just gives you a chance to, to share your opinions and communicate in a different manner. That's why I
0: fucking love it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty wild. I think but even... But it's a deep conversation. If yeah, I, I want. to... I, I wasn't expecting this today. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, okay, a lot of this is making me think about stuff that's come up in the media recently, right? And I think when you do a podcast, when you have guests especially, like it's not just you and your co-host, you... Like you develop media literacy. Like you start watching stuff and you start saying to yourself, how how did that even like end up on TV? Like not not even the content that they're talking about or whatever, it's just like, how did that slip through the cracks of it leading to this mess that you're seeing, right? And when you see guests come on certain shows and like you can pinpoint when someone is has a guest on their show and that guest is almost just like a prop to the host, like they're not actually trying to engage in a deeper conversation yeah. with them. And it's, it's something that I've become like way more aware of since since being involved in the field. So uh, interesting, you like you bring
1: that up. I was listening to a podcast on the way over here. You ever heard of the All In podcast? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I used to listen to it quite a bit when it, in the early days, like when it first came out. I don't. I I kind of pick and choose ones now because I mean that, I think they do a good job, but I think like a lot of um I don't agree with all of it. Much like any mm. podcast, I get bored after a while. I don't want something new, but um. They were talking about today, or on the recent episode I was listening, um, they're talking about how, you know, um, the stuff with uh, FTX and Sam Bankman, Freedom, (laughs) and how he's, like, coming out now trying to get, you know, ahead of it and change kind of his narrative and control Hmm. it. Even though he probably would be advised by lawyers not to, and I think he he's made a comment that his lawyers didn't advise him to do this. Yeah, dead or dead. Did not, did okay. not. They, yeah. I think they, I think he said like the the quote was like, "What do your lawyers, um, your lawyers advise that you should be doing this?" And he says they absolutely do not. I think advise him to do this. <laughs> something like that. I I thought I read they that absolutely thing. do not. I think I saw that in the Wall Street Journal the other day. But they um they made a point, and they, you know they're they were getting into this argument. Rarely do I ever agree with Jason Calacanis on that show. I just, yeah. for some reason, I do not agree with his opinions because I just, I, I don't, he waffles a lot. It doesn't feel like he's a firm opinion on something. But this is the first time I was listening to it and I'm like, I vehemently like uh, agree with what he was saying. And I'll get to the point of where this is going. Um, he, so they were kind of debating who's at fault for this FTX thing, right? And all of them are kind of piling on Jason because Jason's saying it's not the media's fault. And they're all saying it's the media's fault. The New York mm. Times, everyone who's like covering this story are not doing their job to report the facts because they didn't catch it the way Theranos was caught and all these things. And Jason's saying, well, that's not right because the first person that comes in that door is the venture capitalist who gives them money and they did no due diligence in this process. Absolutely. So I they kept, they actually called him stupid. Like I think Chamath called him, a, he called him stupid on the show. I'm like, I'm listening to this. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, how is this not? obvious and again I could be wrong but I why I th- why I agree with him in this pers- uh in his perspective is so basically he said the vcs are the biggest the biggest fault to blame because they were all they all had fomo they all poured money in mm. and they were all you know they were worried about missing opportunities so they didn't do any due diligence had no board had nothing gave this guy money and trusted him to do the right thing they I I, well, I agree they are 100 percent to blame of why she could have been avoided because you're trusting someone to give, you're giving the money like you should be doing do a it. A crazy Sequoia, Sequoia, yeah. Sequoia a lost a quarter million dollars on their investment and I will tell you from our start, a quarter of a million? A quarter of a million, I think 250 million dollars they put in. A quarter of a billion. Million. quarter of a billion. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yes. Two, yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah. Quarter no, of billion, like 250 yeah. is nothing for these yeah. folks. So when we were raising capital for our, for our startup, Sequoia to me was the pinnacle, like the mm. 1A, if they invested in us, we were made. I knew did, did it, 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 it was a long shot, but I always viewed them on this pedestal because they had invested in, in the biggest and best startups to ever come out of Silicon Valley. Besides guys like John Dura at, at Kleiner Perkins, I think he's at, and a few others. Um, uh, there's a guy, at Benchmark Capital, I'm forgetting his name now, um, that are the Pioneers. Sequoia like, is the best. If they give you the money, you're like, whatever. So... When this all comes out and you hear that these people did no due diligence, they just threw money at it, that's basically gambling. It's not investing, it's gambling, right? They are 100% 100 to blame. But now to carry over, after the fact, to go to the point about media and how this kind of came up, is, okay, once the fraud happens, in order to avoid the fraud, investors need to do a better job and not not fund criminal activities if that's what he gets found for. But then after the fact, so once it's discovered that there was fraudulent something happening... From then on, it's the media's job to uncover what happened and report the facts and not sugarcoat shit and just say, this is what happened. They brought up a point about, and if you read the New York Times article, the New York Times interviewed him for like two hours and they soundbited on 10 minutes and released it all that way and they're painting him as this guy who's, not savvy Not dumb Just a guy who made A human mistake Which is so insane A guy who stole money Yeah to, and It's like, disingenuous yeah. Allegedly Allegedly, allegedly yeah. Sorry Allegedly The New York Times Used to be the like Pinnacle of news from what, I, from what I Understand Like it was like That was like journalism Right The New York Times would Like you would go to them For the source And the story And the facts And now it's become This almost this laughing stock I mean you see it with What Dave Portnoy A New York Times journalist Try to get him Whatever And, and release an article With no fact checking So to your point about the the media bringing people on as a prop and kind of manipulating stories and angles and that stuff, for sure we're like having a podcast and doing this thing, being in this space, you're more hyper aware of it. But I think even the fact that so many podcast, so many people are starting their own podcasts or their own platforms like a Substack, taking like their their um. They're the ones doing the, the investigative reporting, yeah. or they're having these conversations that are more nuanced to try and uncover the missing pieces, right? I bring a perspective, you bring one, you bring one. Let's try to formulate our yeah. thoughts and, and all that stuff. Um, I think it is changing a lot, and I and I, I don't want to say that, and nor do I think that the journalism is going to kind of fade, and the traditional medium is going to fade away and die. I don't think it's the case. A lot of people I think rely on it, but I actually think it's becoming a, a joke. And and to circle it back to all in, I'm surprised that they were also shocked. And like they, they talked about it, like oh, it's it's crazy. The media's doing this crazy. The media's been a joke for like a decade plus. Bro, and I, I and I have not relied on traditional yeah. media sources for a very long time. I don't go do my own research and pretend to be some genius. But there's very few things
0: that I read, and I'm like, oh, that's probably true for sure. And almost I, everything I, think, I read today, I'm like, could that be false? Bro, I, I have I have like a I think I have like a pretty hot take. <laughs> and we it relates. It relates to what you're saying right now. So I used to work in public relations. Like I was like my first like corporate like world that I was in before I went into marketing and film and what I do now. But you know when you work when you work in these industries or even if you just has some level of wherewithal. You, you know that there's like checks and balances for things that has to happen, right? And then over time, that's just changed. Whether it's traditional media or not, media in general, I think, has just got to a point where it's it's messy. Like, I don't even mean like it's bad for someone or good for someone. Else. Like, it's just messy in general. And my hot take is that I look at key things that happen in the years as like case studies, and I think this, this whole, like, shit with Kanye is a prime example of that. And the reason I bring it up is not to say, like, any of the shit that he's been saying is right or wrong. I think it's, like, wrong. But the hot take is that in all of this, I think it's, like, crazy irresponsible of people in media to have him on their platforms yeah i think it's like crazy irresponsible like even if okay like let's just move forget okay like he's already been saying like all this wild shit, right and for to provide context like this is someone that like, i listened to for like most of my life right one of my first favorite artists Seen the I think decline. I, would, I
1: would say a, probably it's probably true for a lot of I people that listen
0: to hip hop and everything, like, right?
1: And this is like the, you, if you circle back, like everyone thought this guy's a like a lyrical genius. I like, think also like he, not,
0: the, not even lyrical, creative, creative genius. I think the fact that he, like, like he influenced like so many, like you can't like knock that. But let's just examine what's happened, right? Like st- steep decline, like over the years. The moment his mom passed, right? Like that's like the key marker, and I only think about these things because I did things like for me, like. I did therapy, I've like had these types of conversations, so it's easy for me to see like timelines and then think why some things happen and why, th- why things don't happen. Now, yeah, I think it's crazy irresponsible to allow someone on your platform to like talk when you know that they've already said wild things. But even before we get to that, how do you, like being in the media, have someone on your platform that you know is not Non-volved. well mentally. Yeah, not all there. It's insane. Like, I know for a fact, and me, like, you two would never in a million years think about having someone on your show that's manic, like, just not in the right space mentally. Yeah, And it has nothing to do with, oh, because they might fuck up our show. Like, they might say something crazy. It's more so... Because you're good humans, as good as you can be, and say, "That's actually not good for you." Like, why would I? Why would I stick a microphone in your face? Right, right, so,
1: you, like, you need, you don't need to. Like, you don't want. Not to say enable. I guess enables what word and support it. Like, you want someone to go. Like, get but help it is. And-
0: but that's the thing. It is. You are enabling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and but the problem is because of how uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Like, I don't to say explosive, but how damaging this person is, that's where the blame gets shifted. And I think when I say two things can be true, it's blame can absolutely go to him. But I'm also looking at some of these people crazy for having him on their platform. I'm just like, why like why would you and I know why they're doing it, because I'm not dumb. Like I know why it's happening, but I'm also just thinking, what's gonna happen years from now when like it's just a trend that's gonna keep going on, like, like we're gonna keep seeing. It's kinda of, like not, to, to your point, like you said, it's like a, a case study and all these things. It's it's interesting. Like the I
1: guess Yeah, you said it's getting messy, and it seems as if as an outsider, you know, even though we have this platform where we're kind of technically in media, like I still don't know the world. There's like PR, like my sister was in it. Yeah. You were in, I, I don't know that world and in the ins and outs. I don't know the media ins and outs. But even just an observer at a high level knowing nothing. It's messy, and it's like no one is holding not not only holding others accountable, no one's holding themselves accountable. Yeah, like there, like, the word like integrity and accountability, I think, does not I, I, frankly it doesn't exist in in like a lot of a lot of the media, and it's I don't know, it, it's it's a scary thing too because you know I don't never in my life have I relied on on media and news to give me my opinions. Yeah, because I think if you're if you're trusting them any source of news. I don't care if it's CNN Fox, CBC It doesn't matter what you watch Or what you read Like you should be able to Read stuff and Make your own Form your own opinions But no one is Again No one's accountable So it's like It it seems like everyone Just wants to get the flavor of the day And the sound bite And the attention So then eyeballs go. go there They get more You know It's Sad to say But everyone's playing the game To get the eyeballs And they do You get the eyeballs Because that's what you get Incentivized for yeah. And so Charlie Munger I always bring this up Charlie Munger has a famous saying Show me the incentives And I'll show you the outcome And the incentives cool. are yeah. For clickbait sound bites Because it's short attention span The incentive is to raise money To fund Absolutely, your operation yeah. So everyone steps in And just Just perpetuates this problem Yeah I I, I don't I, I, I mean I don't want to say I don't get it I was going to Say I don't get it I definitely get it It's yeah. such a shame It's 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 disheartening that. Yeah, it's shitty. I, yeah. I
2: had so many opinions there, George, and you you touched on honestly almost all of them there. Mm. The the smaller <laughs> yeah, honestly, George, mm. you touched on all. The only one you miss is that, and I was thinking about this while you're talking is that you know the idea of like all these like serial killers and and these like these terrorists and bomb attacks. Mm. Like, the the media used to show their faces and names, and now they've started to not because. Again, you don't want to give them that publicity. You don't yeah. want to give them their five minutes of fame or their thirty seconds or whatever.
1: You're doing so terror. You don't yeah.
2: exactly don't. They'll they'll just say there was a terrorist attack here. Yeah. They don't show the pictures. They don't show the name. They don't do it. Some of them still do because it's like that almost gotcha mentality. But you touched on it. it's like shorter attention spans. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna give Kanye an hour long. We don't need that hour. Mm. We're gonna take that Timbit where he, or what's it? Timbit.
0: Timbit. Yeah. Timbit.
2: Where he talks about. The bad shit about Jewish people, and we're gonna fucking blast that, and it's gonna boom. Now, next thing you know, like that podcast that we saw on last week got talked about literally worldwide.
0: I think the, the one with Alex Jones. Yeah, right?
2: like and he it, was the first guy to walk off too. Like I think he was one of the first guys to ever walk off the podcast. Mm. And it's like that podcast literally is now one of the biggest shows of, I guess, the month yeah. or the week or whatever. And it's it's bad because it's big and for the worst possible
0: reason. Yeah, I I just think the whole thing is. So messy and to look, you brought up earlier, but I think, yeah, I don't think I've ever relied on traditional media or even like other shit to formulate my opinions. Where I know I've got mine is by talking to people who literally don't look like me, don't think like me, because that's how I get informed about shit that goes on. Mm-hmm. Right, like I know I'm f- very fortunate in the sense that I grew up in, like, multiple neighborhoods where it was, like, pretty diverse. I had friends that were very diverse. The fact that, like, I I mentioned before the pod, I went to fucking... I've gone to Italy, like, three years in a row, like, over the summer. I have friends that, like, live out in Europe. I went to a wedding out there. It's like, that's an experience I have that I know that a lot of people that look like me don't get to have. But what I'm happy about having that experience is how it's allowed me to think about things in the world and like think about other people's perspectives who don't look anything like me and it's like that's where i literally get informed i don't get informed from shit i see in the media because i know a lot of the time they don't they they're not there to care about those things mm-hmm. right and i understand the game that's what it is i recognize what it is it just makes me feel so bad when i see people basically for lack of a better phrase fall for it Mm. you know yeah absolutely like, that's where i feel bad because i'm like damn like you're so passionate about this and i don't think you understand why you're even passionate about it because if, maybe if you took a couple steps back like you said earlier i was like well why like why why is that person shitty like if you ask that question you might end up leaving it saying and i'm not saying that to Connie, i'm just saying like you might end up saying oh you know what my opinion wasn't totally right or it wasn't, like, so firm as I thought. Now I can kind of see both sides. But I don't think people are, like, really trying to do that as much nowadays.
2: I, I feel like even Social with...
1: People want to fight about
0: yeah. everything, yeah. okay? But You're even, get a very good point there, though.
2: But in, to, to both your points, we're talking about, like, the news. Like It was... We listen to or watch the news or even the media sometimes to get information. Yeah. The problem is back in the day, I feel like information was
1: a lot more accurate online or in traditional media, whereas now it's- It was also more like objective, like uh-huh. objective, I'll say quote unquote fact. Like you never know if it's fact for sure, but it was like, yeah. you know, the car was, uh, you know, there's a you know, white Bronco driving down the highway. Like it wasn't like a, this person- Here's the video this, of it. And they right? believe like- it. It's like, yeah, this is the facts. For, like, Just letting you know what is happening.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You know, it wasn't yeah. like- uh, it- now it was less editorial more reporting yeah which right? is a little bit different
2: i feel like it was actual ju- journalism yeah. whereas now it's just uh, you hate to say it too it's almost like more tabloidy where Very. it's like okay let's yeah. let's try and get this this piece out we're gonna we're gonna have to put out so much content now because content is king we need 20 pieces of content every day hmm. to try and capture the attention of our readers and out of those 20 pieces we might get five good sound bites or five good clips that we could use and you're not actually getting fact anymore so even when you're watching these things trying to formulate your own opinion you might be formulating on a completely inaccurate representation of what actually happened right so it's it's so tough and that's why I I think the saying is believe half of what you see and none of what you hear
0: yeah because it's
2: it's literally impossible
0: now I think at at the end of the day what makes it so difficult is uh, most people I couldn't think of a percentage but I think it's really high they don't, a lot of people are fine with just being told things oh, yeah. without actually trying to do the work themselves in any form, whatever that looks like. And it's because the work isn't easy. Let's, if it was easy, more people would do it. And it's not like it's not easy to have difficult conversations with people, even though, for, like, for some people, we might not shy away from it. Like, I don't shy away from difficult conversations or uncomfortable ones. But I know that it's not going to be easy still. I still do it because mm-hmm. I know the benefit is way better than fucking just acting like, okay, cool. Like, it's not really, I'm not going to fight with you on yeah. this show. You know, it's whatever. Like, I don't have to fight with you to have like a constructive conversation either. And that's yeah. like the weird thing. I don't think people also don't understand. You know? It's you. the point you said about uh, how people just kind of, they, they want to be told
1: and they kind of just take it. It's interesting because. I, I'm aware of that, and I, I think it's a human thing because even I fall victim to it at times. We, we all do. We all do. And you all all, it, you yeah. know, 100. No, but I'll use an example too. Like that's just, that's what I mean. Like you can be someone who, you know, tries hard and actively to understand different perspectives. But it's it's it. That's the point. Like it's active. You have to make a concerted effort to do it. It's not just like you're an open minded person, so you're going to always be open minded. Everybody kind of has that defense mechanism or that. Let me get the information and just like, oh, it's easy. It made my life easier. I don't have to fact check that. Uh. An example, my brother got me. (laughs) My brother, Kenny, one day, we were talking about our fantasy league. Me and Uh. Ricky and Yanni are in one of some buddies. And... Uh, we're talking about Saquon Barkley or something. Yeah. Ricky has him on his team, and I was talking about training for him. And my, brother, my brother says to me, "Oh, you know, but his, his last few games weren't that good. Anyway, he's on like his, his averages are not great or something." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, didn't look into it." <laughs> Comes in yeah. on the podcast, I think, with Ricky or even before one. And I was like, hey Rick by the way, like you know, like you keep talking about Saquon being so good. Like, did you know like this is like I, sh- I regurgitated it. Yeah. And he goes, "What are you talking about? This guy's put up like nasty. 30, I'm like he's 30, <laughs> a- he's averaging 15 or 16 points. No, a game, no, like, like yeah. 20 fantasy points. He's like the best." And I was like. And then I look. I go, he's like I'm like oh really? I sure. Look it up, I'm like, and then I was yeah. like oh uh, fuck Yanni got me good here. Like <laughs> I took his word for it. And you know I trust my brother because he he's kind of like me. We're similar in the sense that we're not like experts in a domain, yeah. but we're like curious about a lot of things. Sure. So you know Yanni, my family, I'll call him Wikipedia because he just like he has yeah. a fact for everything. Yeah. Often he's you know he's he, we trust that he's right and he is right. But then he gets that one time or even maybe he, night heard, night. he heard yeah. something that maybe he got lazy, told me, and I like, get passed on, right? So, you know, I think that, that again, it happens a lot in life. But you just got to be very active and like, you know, again, don't take everything you, do your, your well, so, But yeah. again, sometimes
2: it's tough because sometimes you hear something that you want to hear. Or you yeah. want and to believe. you want to believe, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, well, Rick doesn't want to trade me. Saquon. Saquon fucking sucks anyways. Oh, always in sports. You, you know, know what I mean? Know. Sometimes you hear something and you're like, well, I don't like this player because of X, Y, and Z. And then it's like, well I heard that he had two off weeks well it's like okay well what about the rest of the season like, yeah, like sometimes you pick and choose the facts you want to hear and you want to believe and you you put more weight into those because that's what you want right yeah. that's why I, I personally love Google and like we got Conf- me and George of talked confirmation, confirmation bias like, and it's Google's so tough right free bro right? Yeah, yeah. Google's one of the best things to ever happen because you've got so much information and it's so accessible so fast yeah. but then on the other side of things you gotta like try and take your your biased opinion on something out of it because, like I, like, it happened to me the other day. And I'll tell a full story on this. Sean Oakman, you guys know who that is? Yeah, the uh, football player. So, his fo- CFL player. He just um, he won, he's on the Argos. Just won the Grey Cup. Used to play for Baylor. He used to play for Baylor. He had a really promising career. Yeah, he, he was the guy in that picture uh, with um. He was in this picture Where he looks like An absolute his fucking animal was, You
1: remember how Ezekiel Elliott wore Like the, the tank top tank jersey top. Yeah, yeah So Oakman did that as well In the and Baylor Bears Like playoff game He had a big grill mask He looks terrifying Oh jeez yeah. okay, so, yeah. he like right? so he looks like a monster So he went Everyone
2: said he was going to be Like the top pick in the draft blah, no, top, Not top it was he, a, he was projected top five In his sophomore year oh, I uh, know Freshman, that. sophomore, junior Because Sorry In his junior year He was projected the following year To go top five Because he was like MVP of the team Yeah he had um he had an assault charge or something. I, I can't remember exactly what charge was. It wasn't bad, bad, but it, it hurt. And then he had an off year. That off season going into the draft, he got charged with sexual assault. So stock pl- plummeted. fucking plummeted. Yeah. Like he and then he had an injury. Just a whole bunch of like just bad things happened to him, right? Ended up, I think, kinda getting signed. But like again, when something like that happens, it fucks your whole life up. He gets acquitted of it, found out he turns out he's not guilty, signs with the CFL, now he's making his like comeback and you hear this story, and like, I, I Google it, and I only see the side I want to see, which is like, he was acquitted, this is a good, feel-good story, blah, blah, blah. You don't see it, like, you forget the part that, okay, well, in his junior year or whatever, he did do something bad, and he was charged for that. Yeah. Right? I see this side, okay, I want this feel-good story, like, I'm all about these kind of redemption moments, yeah. blah, blah, okay, he's not guilty in this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, hey, but he still did something bad. So it's, it's kind of like you walk in that fine line where having all this information is good, because you get the whole picture. But it's also take the good with the bad. Take both sides of the story. Don't be afraid to just listen to both sides because, again, it, we're mm-hmm. humans. It, it's so tough for us to not find the information that we want to find. Yeah, We want to yeah. find this This guy did this or this guy didn't do this or this person, whatever. It's so tough. But
1: again, it's just having these conversations where you can
2: see both sides of the story and then formulate your own opinion.
1: And the biggest thing, at least that for, for myself that helped, is reading a lot about um, biases, heuristics, all that stuff. You know who Daniel Kahneman is. I've heard of it. Yeah, who wrote Thinking Fast, uh, Thinking think for, Fast and Slow. Yeah. Okay, if you want, a, if you want a good book, my favorite book about this topic, it's not even about like the, it's not really about the 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 bias and the, and the heuristics that they've invented. It's about the industry as a whole and how Daniel Kahneman and Amos Tversky kind of became the forefathers of behavioral economics. Mm-hmm. I think is is the subject um, of the subject matter. It's by Michael Lewis, who wrote The Blind Side, Big Short. Yeah, yeah. The book's called The Undoing Project. Give it a read. It's cool. It talks about their life, but it also talks about how they start to figure these things out that humans are irrational. Humans are, you know, like we have biases ingrained in us that we, you know, everyone has it. Everyone has it. And I think, like, honestly, I think if more people took the time to understand that these things exist in you and you're aware of them it kind of brings us all full circle and it just teaches you to be more like aware of what you're saying, be more present, be be a better like listener communicator because the problem is I think a lot of people don't know that we all have faults in us like as human beings, right? We have these things that are just built into our DNA. A lot of people probably know this, but you don't really, if you know where it stems from, like confirmation bias. You said, you know, you hear something you want to be right so you believe it and then when you hear that, then you argue with someone, then you go into Google and say, you know, our McDonald's franchise is the best. You're going to find an article that says yes. yes but yes, if I search yes. the opposite, I'm going to find the opposite. Exactly. The problem yeah. is, though, is the person who found the article that was on their side is going to put more stock in the fact that, oh, no, this is a this is a, from the Globe and Mail. And yours is only from uh, a tabloid. So it doesn't yeah. count. Well, okay. But again, you can probably find a peer-reviewed paper on a lot of things. There are very few things in life that are... Like st- scientifically, statistically, without a shadow of a doubt, true. Gravity, like yeah. fucking Einstein's theory of relativity. There's Math. very few. There's very few that are like indisputable. It changes,
0: all it changes all the time. And no, I basically.
1: think that yeah, at like that point, like I think just being aware of these things and yeah. catching yourself when you do them is like the first step in making it like just progressing this way of like, yeah, just getting better. These but things.
2: even I with, with and Google. It's, it's so ingrained in your body, uh, in your mind. It's the way you even type it, what you type it's into you Google. Type in how so you we're arguing about McDonald's french fries and we're talking about I say they're the best, you say they're not the best. I'm not typing in are McDonald's french fries the best? I'm typing in why are McDonald's french fries the best? Mm. Because I want, and like, since me and you, we, we've got it, not got it, but we've had so many debates oh, we'll about, like, about like random shit and yeah. I try now, like over the last probably year, I try and type in an unbiased Google search. Mm. So okay, are McDonald's? I'll literally type in McDonald's French fries, news. Hmm. Top ranked French fries. Yeah. Like, whatever. You try and find things that are. Who un- taught you that? You did. I understand. Yeah, from, from all of our. <laughs> argument, I know, yeah. right? Because we'd already go and like, this is this is I'm like, well. Anytime you argue, it's you're almost double, using it's it's you're yeah. almost always using confirmation it's a double bias. Double edged sword,
1: Ricky, if I do something, he'll be like, Oh, I think that's confirmation, confirmation bias, bias George. And I'm like <laughs> And then and, and then then he'll be like, like, No, it's no, not like no it's <laughs> different, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I'm like, No, no, it's, it different. Up, yeah. it's different. It's yeah. different. It's not and he's like, No, you're doing the same thing. I'm like, fuck <laughs> it, <fucking laughs> right. It's a no, blessing and a curse be it's
2: so tough trying to like objectively look at both sides of the story and like making sure that you're doing it properly because Again, we have so much information at the, at our fucking fingertips. But again, that's why we have these conversations, right? dude, to, to bring think, us
0: back down to earth. And- I think it starts with the... Like it's not, I think men get like such a bad rap for it, but it hey, hey, women,
2: women know nah. how to fucking Google the, sh- uh, how nah, creep like the shit, how to shit out of people, and men know how to Google the shit out of people. Nah, but it's it. like
0: it exists on both sides. But it's it's the it's your ego. That's all it is. Like I, yeah, I, I say men get a bad rap because when you hear the word ego, it's always like the male ego. But yeah. women have an ego too. It just shows up very differently. And fucking it's like, Instagram searches, you, <laughs> yeah. And if like if you can basically, the hardest thing to do is if you can check your ego and then just say, yo, I don't know what I don't know. Like, yeah. then it allows you to kind of get to this point where you're like, okay, now I can actually look for shit in an unbiased way. But if someone comes to me with an argument, and obviously I'm on the opposing side, I might not be at a point where I can honestly say to myself, yo, I have no idea what you're even arguing about from your point of view. Yeah. Let me go look that up. Most people won't do that in an argument, right? If it's I difficult. To, if I had to guess and, or bet money, I would say
1: that one of the most powerful phrases in the world has to be, I don't know. And I think it's of the, not the most, but it's um, amongst the most powerful phrases to be able to say that. Yeah. And
0: it's probably used the least mm. of anything. And it's because of when we're, we're younger, right? Like, especially, I think about back to being younger, saying things like, I, I don't know, it was always met with, like not a positive thing like unless it wasn't until i got a little bit older where i felt more comfortable saying i don't know yeah when i was younger if i said i didn't know and it was in like school or like she to my stupid. parents i was like fuck like yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get in trouble Like yeah. i should know this it's like well you don't know what you don't know yeah and i'm only gonna know if i ask questions
1: yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent it's it's yeah, and that that's another big one, man. It's just like just just ask questions, man. People are scared to again the appearance of not knowing either. It's not even just saying I don't know. It's like just like coming across as all oh, this person's dumb, dude. I come on, I'm on this podcast saying dumb shit all the time. Yeah. Half the stuff I was saying earlier. I'm like, wait, did that actually make sense what I said? Like you don't.
0: Anyways, yeah, the, Eagles, uh, like the ego, ego, the ego gets you good, man. Yeah, like who you guys were, who you guys are today is very different than who you were, fucking forget five years ago probably like a year ago like yeah. people are constantly changing and i think i don't know this you guys have probably talked about this but the you know that whole it's so we, it's honestly so weird to think about the the pandemic to me largely because of like how it I said, I look at things like case studies and I'm like, bro, how did that, how much did that change society in general in terms of like how people think and communicate? It, I'm, I'm less concerned, honestly, about, you know, where you set on these like views and stuff. It's more so how did this change how people decide to communicate with each other moving forward? Because what I've learned over the years, especially in, you know, the last two was, we talked about how people like to sit firmly on a side, right? And, and what I've noticed is imagine you have, I hate using like a political example, but imagine you have someone who's on the left and then you have someone on the right and you're just sitting in the middle, right? If either person on the left or right decides to just keep walking in their direction, let's say I'm on the right and I keep walking further away and I look back at Ricky from my point of view, it's gonna look like he's closer to the left. You know what I'm saying? Oh, interesting. It's gonna look it's gonna look that way, even though he hasn't moved. So and and oh. if you keep walking to the left and then you look back at Ricky, you're gonna be like, What the fuck? Like you're closer to them. And it's like he's like, and I haven't even moved. Like, I haven't moved at yeah. all. And I've and I've noticed this in conversations and seeing like what's come up in media and all these things. The difficulty is understanding the nuance and stuff, right? Like, I don't think anyone's... I know people like to portray themselves as being firmly one side or the other in anything. But that's, like, never true. Because everyone always has a moment, whether it comes up in a conversation or quietly to themselves, where they, like, admit, hey, I I think this is different. Or I'm on, like, this other Mm -hmm. side. And that's okay. But where I've noticed it has changed. is like you try to even have that nuanced conversation. It takes a lot of pain. Like the patience. I think my patience has gotten better in like the last two years because I've been like forced to develop it. Yeah. And I'm just like, I wonder how this is going to change things moving forward. That's actually very interesting perspective. I never, I never thought about it that way. That's yeah. That's actually,
1: that's that's pretty, yeah, it's a cool, uh, that's a cool take. It's cool to think about it. that
2: way. Because yeah, you're correct. Whenever you believe so Firmly about one perspective, and you keep kind of going in that direction. Yeah. Everybody else, even though their their stance hasn't changed, they become more wrong. If you're yeah. a hammer, yeah.
1: everything's a nail. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And,
0: I've like, never used that
2: saying. I've always wanted to use that saying. Politics is the easiest because it's like, oh, let's use the American politics. You're either you're blue or you're red. Yeah. So whether the person on that team, yeah. you know, they might have they might be mostly blue and a little bit red or something in their beliefs because they're blue or because they're red they're wrong 100% of the time if yeah. you're if you're on the opposing side, right? Yeah. Like, here's a little different because we have, you know, five different parties. In the mm. States, it's, it's either you're blue or you're red and you believe in that
1: party, not the There's person. There's a couple that was in the States. but not, yeah, like a the couple. couple. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not like
2: Canada where, it's like, more, mm. you know, the NDP has, like, 20% of the vote or something, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Sorry,
1: yes, yes, you're correct.
2: But it's uh, it is interesting. There you go.
1: Dude, I've yeah. Thought, I've I've, 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 <laughs> just, I've just said it's interesting at all this episode. Yeah, yeah. I say I say it's you've interesting. It. A, I did. Yeah. Oh, I, man, I, I smile it. and look at the camera now. <laughs> and <I'll> say <laughs> I say it's interesting, but I say because I actually genuinely find a lot of. things I know interesting.
2: it's funny. You've said Messi a lot of times, has Messi was dribbling the ball. Oh really? Yeah. Really?
1: yeah. I used it as an example twice. What's I just didn't. Yeah. Dad wasn't watching. Yeah. Um, you know what we I mean, we've gone down a rabbit hole, but I wanted to really ask you about your like career now because you've made like a like um. I don't say pivot, but like yeah. you kind of are pursuing what your, um, what your persona was, or what I guess not your persona, but like the things that appeared to be hobbies or that you enjoyed. Mm. You're kind of in that world now, from a crew perspective. Is that fair to? For yeah, was a bit different.
0: Yeah, no, no. I would I was, I would say that's like mostly true. I think so. I don't, I don't even think I talked to you because I remember when you were doing the vlog way back, right? I basically. You know, I was an athlete most of my, my most of my life. Then when I was done university. Wait, sorry. What sport? Football? I played like everything. I did like football, soccer, track. When I went to university, I played rugby as well. Um, what school did you go to? Mac. I went to Mac and then I went to Humber. And I actually I actually don't know if you know the full story. But basically what, what happened is I graduated from Mac. Then I go to Humber uh, to take PR. Right, And when I'm at Humber, I'm playing rugby. And I was in this two-year like PR program. I finished my first year. I'm walking through the hallways one day. And who do I run into? I run into Georgia. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, so she had finished. She had, I think she had just finished her second year. We're in the same program she was a year above. And I hadn't seen her in forever. Right. I probably saw Yanni like a year or two prior, but I hadn't seen her in forever. So we're talking, and then she's like, oh, you're in the program too, blah, blah, blah. And then we go separate ways. Summer goes by, I go back to Humber for my final year, Georgia hits me up, and she says, yo, the company I'm working for is hiring, Uh, do you want to apply? I was like, yeah, sure. I apply to work at this PR firm, and I get the job, so I just leave school, because I'd already graduated from uni, I leave school, I finish the program online, and I start working at this PR firm, because now I'm there in the corporate world, I'm not... Playing sports anymore. I'm not as active as I used to be. And in my job, I had to watch. I did a lot of stuff with YouTubers and influencers. So I had to watch YouTube pretty much every day. And I was watching Casey Neistat every day. The best. And I'm watching this guy every day. Not the skateboarder? No. Well, no. he rides a skateboard. Ride, oh, on.
1: oh, sorry, yes. Yeah, rides boosted boards. Not a skateboard, he's a vlogger. Yeah, he's a vlogger. But anyway. you think thinking of Nigel? Yeah. Nigel. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, got nah, Casey guy. Neistat is like probably. The He's old, the guy who pioneered vlogging, I think. Yeah, he, he pioneered it. How do it we spell it? K-C, K-C C- and then... You don't know with C. C
0: And then N-E-I-S-T-A-T.
2: Found him. Yeah,
0: so long story short, this guy... This dude pioneered vlogging. Yeah, so I'll explain why. So this is...
1: This is we talk about this while i watching his vlogs again later. Yeah, same. If I look, met him in, in New York recently, by the way. Oh, that's sick. Tell so, your story. Tell so if
0: you me. if you look... Objectively, you're like, how does this guy pioneer vlogging? This is how he did it. He... He used to be a director, uh, like a team director, him and his brother. They had a show on HBO. So when this guy was doing vlogs as early as uh, I want to say nearly 10 years ago, probably. Yeah, he was doing these vlogs, but his vlogs did not look like other people's vlogs. It wasn't just him walking around with a camera like he put so much thought into his editing. Like this
1: B-roll was very... um, he had a lot of B-roll. Like a it lot of like, B-roll. It, it was, like was cinematic. Music. Like, like, like yeah. TikToks today, how
0: they cut to the beat. Like Casey's one of the early guys who would do that. Like he'd use very like pop, um, yeah. punchy music. So, but it's largely because he came from a film world. So he's like, fuck it. I'm going to pick up a camera and start doing shit on YouTube. He would do like these ridiculous videos where he would get like a ticket. He lived in NYC. So we get a ticket for riding his bike uh like in the road or on the sidewalk but he's like i can't fucking ride my bike on the bike lane because people are always parking there and he would get like these crazy tickets so he's like fuck it a little closer so he's like, i'm gonna make a whole video about this and what he did he would he just set up tripods in the street and you would just see him riding his bike in the bike lane and he would just purposely ride his bike into the back of a car if he was parked in the bike lane And he's like, this is where they told me to go kind of thing. And then from that vlog, I went super viral, like viral before viral existed. Like viral back then was it making the news, like traditional media, which is what it did. So I found this guy. I'm watching this shit every day. He was flying drones in his videos. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, that's kind of cool. So before I ever picked up a camera, like I picked up a drone, like I bought a drone and I taught myself how to fly it. And then... I started like doing freelance gigs with that, like for real estate and all this stuff. And I just started like posting like these cool little videos back in the day. And it was always a hobby till I started to get paid from it. And then, about two years working at this PR firm, I had basically pitched to them that I was like, yo, I think we need like a digital media like division kind of thing. I kind of pitched to them this digital media idea before it became like a standardized thing at most of these companies, but they, they couldn't see the vision, but I also just was not capable of expressing like what was really needed because I was too young. So I ended up leaving the company and I go full-time freelance. Literally, I don't know, half a year later, that same PR firm hires me to do drone work for one of their clients and they end up paying me No joke, like, almost 70% of my salary that I was being paid when I worked for them. On one job? one project? It was one job, and it was, like, over the course of two months. And I was just like, I'm never fucking going back to, like, corporate world. I was like, I can't do it. Because, like, now I've just seen, like, what's possible. So, for all these years, I was, like, freelancing. Then my career started to change. I wasn't just a drone guy. I started working in film. I started doing all these different things. And then lo and behold i start like working on commercials like my trajectory just changed over the years and then where i'm at now is so i'm with shopify and i'm a like producer and director for them because i just have an in-house creative department so i shoot commercials for them but the only reason i took the job is because i was basically gonna get paid and it was gonna be way more stable and Be like benefits, all that shit. That's all great, but it's because I was getting to do the same thing that I was already in love with. Right now, I just got to get to work for like one of the biggest tech companies in the world, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll do it." So it kind of the the trajectory of where things started to where they're at now is kind of wild when I look back at it. Because in school, like high school, university, whatever, I never even touched a can. I wouldn't even think about it. Wasn't even on my radar. Yeah, it just kind of fell into my pocket because of i guess casey neistat
1: you know yeah it's interesting you say that and this is very interesting because the exact same reason i started vlogging was casey Neistat. yeah i did it for a very short time like for my trip when i was was uh, was um you were good though yeah i remember i I don't watch
2: any vlogs i'd watch yours because i know you if i didn't know you i wouldn't watch but i watched yours because we're buddies and I But they them. weren't they weren't a hard
1: watch. Like it was like no, they were enjoying, like, yeah. They were, I mean, they were not a hard there, watch can, at all. I could yeah. sit there and put I, it on. Would and yeah. You yeah. would message me sometimes somewhere. You'd message me every now and then and be like, oh, this was really cool, whatever. Yeah, I, I remember that. Um I never um, I never actually considered myself creative, which was stupid. I always thought I was not creative. And yeah. I actually used to think my siblings were more creative than me growing up. No offense to them. But I as I got older, I'm like, oh damn, I'm actually like I this is like I have this in me. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a musical background, um, Picked up DJ pretty fast and then, you know, knew how to kind of edit music. And then when I saw Casey and I said stuff and I decided to travel, I was like, let's oh, be kind of cool to document this. And I was like, oh, I kind of see how he does it. I feel like a lot of people tried to not try to, did end up emulating and still do. Um, he, yeah, he just had a different way about him. And you know what's the good thing with him was like, which is the case with most people who do uh, who become like a household name in something, they do something very unique that hasn't been like really they have their they have yeah. their own take on it, right? So, you know, a few people like you know Jesse, um, the yeah, other yeah, fellow, like, yeah. Jesse yeah, yeah. He was know. cool because like he was similar, but he would put more like cinematic stuff in the middle, right? Yes. Like he would edit, you'd see him put a little bit of like uh, color correction and stuff into his yeah. shots, which Casey I don't think does it all. It's more raw. No. Um Anyways, it was uh, that's why I got into it as well. I, I you know I kind of there's days where I still miss um, miss vlogging and editing and stuff like that. I now that we have this, I I, I don't. But anyways, the point I was bring this all up and want to talk about Casey is I met him after. Um, so my was I ran the marathon? Yeah, yeah, he did the marathon. So I've actually crossed paths with him. I didn't cross paths with him the first time. My sister actually crossed paths with him in, in South Africa because you know like white, he vlogs yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when I was there, when I was traveling the year abroad. In 2017, going to 2018, we were in Cape Town for years with my family. And I had a feeling he was there because I knew he went there during the holidays. And one day, my sister and uh, her husband were going up Table Mountain. We had gone the day before. They were kind of just hiking up. I was supposed to go on a hike with them. And she saw Casey, like Casey and that ran by them. He was on a run. Um, I don't recall if she ever said anything to to yeah. um, him. But when we are doing the New York City Marathon, Becca and I both ran it, took us crossed the line after six hours so he went off in the first early waves and he probably finished it in three four hours something like that wow this game could get close um we crossed the finish line and becca was also really into like yeah. we're both big into youtube she's big into casey neistat back in the day she's like oh there's casey neistat and i looked to my left and he's just sitting there sweater on his glasses is like this yeah, ray band glasses with his metal on and it t- i instantly I think to myself i'm like I, I don't like being that person that goes up to people who are famous yeah. like hey can I get a picture with you but I'm like this guy had a big influence on like ho- just my hobbies and stuff so I'm like you know what screw it I'm gonna go up to him and I was just hoping I'm like I hope he's as nice as he comes across Yeah, dude the, the, the same like nice I got a picture? yeah I with. I posted it on my uh, LinkedIn I didn't, have, I didn't have Instagram at the time I'm gonna post it I yeah. got my Instagram back now I'll post it but uh, I went up to him and I'm like, Casey, I'm like, I gotta tell you something. I was like, you, I was in Cape Town the same time as you. you we were in thing and, and, uh, what's his thing's name? Um, his wife's name, uh, Candace, Ka- Candace. Yeah. and I'm like, and Candace looks at me and her eyes are like, I was like, yeah, crazy. I was like, I was there the same time as you. Casey goes, I thought you looked familiar. I was like, cut the shit. I'm like, you don't, you do not hmm. love when but, they do that. But you know. know what I am mean? He's so well media Like He just knows, but I'm like, I don't want to be a bother. I'm like, do you want to get a photo with you? He's like, absolutely. So we take hmm. a selfie. And uh, we talk a little bit more. I'm like, man, I'm a really big fan of your stuff. Um he goes, Thanks, man. We were talking about the race, his first marathon, whatever. Yeah. So we made a little small talk. And I could tell that when I was talking to him, Candace, like you kind of see that she's like he probably gets it every Bobby day, day. Right? Yeah. Probably deep down it like, might it must be annoying after a while. So I started like I started talking to her a little bit and I was like, you know, thanks so much for didn't mean to bother you, Candace. No, oh, no, it's fine, it's all good, yeah. whatever. He just walked away and I was like, it actually was like really relieving because sometimes yeah. when I would watch, I love this stuff for the longest time. But then I, after a while, I was like, it started to feel a little too, um, mm. he puts it on a little bit. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. It's a little, it, not disingenuous, but it comes across like very dramatic at times, mm. like his,
0: with his hand stuff and his pauses. But then I met him, I'm like, he's a really nice guy. It's like confirmation that you can meet some of these people that you look up to and you're like, thank God you weren't an yeah. asshole. Yeah. Because that's like my worst fear of meeting some people, whether they're athletes or whatever. I was like, please don't be an asshole. Well, man. you must Dude. and he must get it. He lives in New York. He's back in New York
1: City yeah. now. He must get it so uh oh Jesus, this game's getting crazy. He must get it so much in the streets everywhere. Every day. To be that after a marathon, two of all things, to be that like calm and nice. Like anyways, super cool.
0: Um You you brought up a point like about you try to do things, you emulate people, and then you reinvent it in a different way. I went back on my IG to like look at old photos that I did with the drone. It's so like Ricky for context. Like I would take yeah, these, crazy. I would take like these drone photos from above, right? On like a basketball. Court. Oh, that's a sick one. On like just different angles. This
1: so is like, I remember when he started doing these
0: things. This is when crazy. I started. Like if you look at the date, what date does it say there?
2: Uh, July 12, twenty seventeen. Right.
0: So I was doing this for a long time but those photos you're looking at you know how i got the inspiration to do it so even though i got a drone this is going to blow your mind if you remember this but do you remember the show art attack yeah you remember art attack God. it's me the head it was like a british guy you and like saw he,
1: art attack on tvo
0: he would literally like teach kids like how to like make different kinds of arts and crafts bullshit Did you right? have
1: salt when you'd make like that okay
0: so this is what happened ricky for context on oh, the this sh- is a sick one yeah yeah. For context. It's like a tennis court. Yeah. It's a
1: tennis court. Crazy. Sorry.
2: Look. You can kind of tell.
0: So for, for context.
2: He's, he's not hanging off the, the balcony. I know. No, yeah, I yeah. Can.
0: So for context, on the show Art Attack, like I said, he would teach kids how to do these different art projects, all this bullshit, right? And he had this one segment on the show. Oh, no way. Sorry, I thought, I thought they were going to score. Oh it's crazy. my,
1: that would have been crazy. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: For, yeah, he had this one segment on the show where he would have a bunch of random items and you would just be watching him assemble it in some weird way. So an example, he had the floor was just like black and he had basically salt in his hand, like a jar of salt. And you would just watch him pour it on the floor. And you're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And then you would see a bird's eye view. And he basically just drew a portrait of a woman. Like a very detailed portrait of a woman on the floor with salt. But you didn't know what it was until you saw a bird's eye view. So I'm watching this show back in 2017 with my nephew at the time. Who was like two years old. Right? And... My nephew's watching it, and he's fascinated. And I'm literally sitting there, and I go, "Holy fuck! I bet I could do something like this with a drone." So then I started taking these top-down photos with a drone, and that's how that's how I got to it.
2: These are sick, right? That's so creative, man.
0: Like that's what I use. That's what I used to do. Like that's what people like knew me for back then, and that allowed me to kind of build up the confidence to start doing other things in film and and like creative in the creative world but that's what i've just learned anyone anyone can anyone can do this stuff right it's just a matter of how much time you put in because i do believe that same thing with this podcast stuff like most people a lot of people started to pick up a podcast and do it in the last couple years but the challenge is the consistency like staying with it and that's where you'll beat a lot of people out because some people—it's like a flavor of the month, like you said earlier—they'll just do it because it's trendy. But a podcast is only really good if it's consistent. Yeah. Like that's the only way it's good. It
1: kind of goes—I don't—I don't know his story too much, but like Mr. Beast, the, the famous story about how that guy just like just put videos out to put videos out just because he wanted to be someone who's a YouTuber. Yeah,
0: are you familiar familiar with this guy? I
1: just I just learned about him about six months ago. And
0: like, I so. I, te- technically it's not a podcast i i think they might have one but a solid youtube channel and it's kind of in this for it's kind of like a podcast format is uh colin and samir i don't know if you've heard of these guys they're based out of new york too uh this white guy and brown guy and their whole channel is about interviewing other creators right so they they ask them the questions. Like how much did you how much did you get paid for this how did you go about this what was your story like blah blah blah. so it's kind of interesting they had mr beast on and mr beast disclosed like he told people he i didn't know this but he said all the money that he would get he would immediately reinvest back into the next video so if he got paid like 10 grand for a video he didn't keep any of it he was like that 10 grand is now going to be put towards the next video and you notice this trend of like how his shit just got crazier and crazier as it goes along, it's because he just keeps putting money back into it, and he only just started technically like making money in the last two years because of all the other side businesses that he had. I think but- if
1: a lot of if a lot of creators, sorry, I think if creators would look at it, they scored another one. Um, no, okay. I think if creators looked at themselves the same way a business looks at. Itself, Hmm. I think their their trajectory and their uh, their their future earnings, I think, would be greater. And what Mr. Beast did, it's like, picture you starting like a, you have a cookie making business and you start in your, in your kitchen and then you make a little bit of money from selling to your friends and then you take that money and you go and buy an industrial dough maker or something, yeah. you move there and then you add a line you add this and you keep building and next thing you know, you're, you're fucking making Miss Fields cookies. Like it, it, it's, you know, and that may, that's not always the case because also, you know, you have to be really good, really mm. on it be consistent because you know the flavor of the month does change if you're not on it and and at your a game people will get bored like if Casey Neistat started putting out mediocre videos he wouldn't just stay at the top because he's Casey Neistat you have to still be be sharp right so um
0: the idea is you you get better over time if you just keep doing you stay at it but the reason the biggest reason why you want to stay consistent is when someone eventually finds you or the or the, the algorithm catches you, you don't want a situation where basically, oh, I just found the powers podcast, but they only got 10 episodes out. I'll, I'll burn through that 10 in like a week. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like you, you you need to stay consistent so that eventually when that new person finds you, they're going to want to go back and just see what's happened. And when they go back, they're going to see a progression. And people like to see that. Yeah. So They
1: like to get yeah. invested in... in- the the creator in their hmm. in their life almost like who are their friends who do they not to talk to like what you know i mean and it also you know, goes, let's think about it casey one of the most famous people on his on his channel is this mailman the, the UPS yeah. What's ever what's name uh, Mar- Mar- marvin marvin yeah Mar- marvin. Marvin. like that guy's famous yeah. if someone if, if i was in new york city and i saw him i, I would recognize him i could yeah. tell you what it looks like which is crazy it's it's a guy who delivers ups, UPS mail ups guy yeah. but it's a it's a nuanced thing about him and like it's become part of his life. It's like you get a glimpse into it. Yeah. Um, go ahead.
2: But on that, it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning too. It's like the attention span, right? Yeah. If you're not putting out enough content where people are consistently following you and like staying on track. Let's say they watch our podcast and so like, okay, you know, we watched this. We watched our ten minutes of this. Getting in the car tonight. Oh, we watched last week's episode and the one before. Well, I'm not going back a month, and they haven't released anything in a, in a week or two. It's like, okay, well there's a the next person. Yeah. It's always like kind of staying top of mind and, and again, the idea of getting better each time too does help. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I wish I was
1: fucking more creative. I fucking wish. Uh, one thing they want to ask you about, are you still boxing at all? Uh,
0: not as much as I used to, but every now and then. Yeah? I do. yeah. Should we
1: go to Huff's or? Uh,
0: no, I go to, cause, because of where I live, I go to Bloor Street Fitness because they have the boxing studio up top as well. Is
1: it the one at Roncy and
0: Dundas Yeah They have the two giant Boxing gloves On the outside They, they filmed the a movie there Which one? Um, Southpaw?
1: No So you know Okay You know the movie The man from Toronto Kevin Hart Yeah, and yeah. Harrelson? Okay So the exterior Of the boxing gym Is there The interior Is my boxing gym Kingsway Oh I just
0: I watched that Like not too long ago. I, I don't know, go so back I yeah. knew
1: it was there Because Woody Harrelson's R, uh, RV Or mm. his like thing Was parked outside our office And the gym's like Down the street Um so yeah, when you watch it, you can tell, oh, but it's okay. cool because now like you know I've never been somewhere where I, like I was like a I've never been somewhere that was a set that I know intimately well, mm. so there's a scene where there's a door. And they kind of—it's a, it's a fake door. Obviously, they pull it open, and it's a set of stairs that goes up to like a, the upstairs office of this boxing gym that doesn't exist at Kingsway. That's so that, yeah. So it's cool to see how cinematography—I guess yeah—be cinematography like stitches these things together seamlessly because it genuinely looks like it's—it's it's a wall where they open the door, they pull it, the door opens, Bro. and it's a stair set, and it goes up a stair. So like they cut—it's a fight scene that it happens too. I know so the one you're talking about. It's now, crazy. Yeah. It,
2: it actually is crazy what you
1: could do with editing these days. Like,
2: I, I'll watch a TikTok and I'm like, I know this isn't real, hmm. but this is so phenomenal. And this is a TikTok.
0: Like, this Bro, is. Bro, the things that I got thoughts on this, the things that people do in TikTok nowadays, when I first started working in film, oh, they're going to score again. Oh, no. Terrible. When I first started working in film and like getting into editing, there are things that are people are posting on TikTok that used to take forever to do, like, on a computer. Mm -hmm. Because people, like I said, people just get better over time. But after working more on sets and being really interested, like, I'm really passionate about film. So I watch behind-the-scenes stuff all the time to see how people do things. And like you said, Ricky, like, it's fucked. Like, what people do, like, how smart people are. Because to me, film is just really – we talk about, like, being creative – it's actually more about problem solving like you could come to me right now with like a like a crazy idea and i would literally look at my team and just say how do we make this happen like how like literally how do we make that idea happen do we got to build like a rig to make this happen like do we do that and it's kind of crazy the things you see people do i watched um i watched that movie nope in theaters oh, I haven't seen with it jordan Peele. It's really good. Like, really, really good. But, like, most of the movie takes place at night, right? Because it's kind of like a suspense, like, thriller. I come to find out after the movie that, basically, there's this thing in film called shoot day for night. So, basically... I think when, I might have heard So, this. when you, when you want to shoot a night scene, I, th- I could be messing up the order, but, basically, if you can't shoot at night what you'll do is you'll shoot it during the day Um, actually no it's the other way sorry so it'll be nighttime, but you need to shoot a day scene right so you just use like crazy lighting to simulate like what the sun is like and all these things so you won't be looking at the sky but because of the light the scene will look like it's outside right what they did in this movie is like I said the majority of the movie takes place at night but they shot everything during the day and you're watching this movie, and you're like, how, how is this possible? Like, how could you shoot? Imagine right now. We, I'm like, we're going to make this outside look like it's nighttime. How do you do that? They literally built this camera that one camera would be pointed at you, like filming you. They had another camera pointed at the sky that was infrared. So, you know, when you see, like, those infrared goggles, yeah. how it things out, it would do that. So, it would look at the sky and it would make it dark and they had another one pointed at the ground and literally the the editor and the VFX artist they were able to take that dark footage and put it over the sky so literally it would look like it was nighttime, and it took some fucking That's weirdo yeah. to just be like this I we're gonna point <laughs> a camera yeah. up a camera at him here, here we're gonna use an infrared we're gonna do this and it works and they like it's like a multi-million-dollar movie, and it only works because someone had this idea to do this.
2: Did you ever see the videos online where it's like you see that you see the TikTok, and then some editor or someone goes, "Hey, if you want to make this, this is how it's done." You're like, "It's actually so simple when they break it down." And I'm yes. like, I watched this video for like ten minutes trying to figure out how they did it. Yeah. And this person shows me how to do it on like Splice. Yeah. In in twenty
0: minutes. That's how you had to do it because it's it's all just problem solving. Like once someone figures it out. Yeah then other people figure out ways to... Evolve. Do it you know? easier. Make, make it, it easier. easier yeah. make, it, make easier. it better, too. One of the things that I think... I, I don't know if it
1: became your thing, but that I noticed. So after the drone stuff, the one that I remember is that you had this thing um, that you would shoot video, and I'm, I'm guessing it was with a camera, but you would lock onto the object and it would move with it, kind of like the Beats by Dre commercials. Bro. When I saw that, I'm like, I, so I can edit photo. I can edit yeah. video. I can do this stuff. Wow, man, this game is crazy. I can edit video... But I don't have I think the patience to sit and try to learn how to do that. Yeah. I think I if I really wanted to, I could probably sit there and try to do it. But like I see that. I'm like, see, that to me is on another level. Like you have a skill that you're trying to find different like things to take in. I think Bro, it's so cool. That was one of the cool things you did. It's
0: funny you bring it up. Cause you cause did it with some boxing videos too. I did it with I did it with like everything. It was during the pandemic, and I like there was not much to do. And I just came up with this series. It was called like that. The movement series or some shit and literally I would m- find people who did different athletic things like I found like my friend who's a fucking gymnast and a boxer and a basketball player and I would shoot these clips and you might have seen this stuff on TikTok where like they have these edits where someone will be dancing and it's the camera looks like it's just focused on their head when they're moving D- this sounds so narcissistic but it's like what he's describing like I did that Basically, two years prior, on my you did that IG, before it
2: was an effect, before it was a filter, like the, like
0: the effect was always a thing, like in film. But I was I was kind of like one of the first people to start doing it on social media, mm-hmm. like especially here. And then TikTok made like a, a fil- like an effect for it, which is sick. I'm just like now this just proves like things evolve over time. Yeah, but that was just me trying to figure out how to do new shit. You know? It
1: was uh. Oh my God, man! This is crazy. Ah, this guy sucks. Yeah. Um, this game's getting so nuts right now. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I always found that very, very cool. Um, I guess want to ask you, like, we're getting, we've been going for a little while here. Um, what is? Oh, now, we're now at forty. 40. We're well. we kind of probably should get wrapping up soon. But um, what, like, what? Holy, this goalie's insane. Um, that was unreal. Yeah, it was nuts. What, uh, what is like the next trajectory for you? Like, are you really enjoying what you're doing? Shopify, is it like
0: do you have a, a content angle you want to pursue on your own? You're gonna get into vlogging? Like I love so I love what I'm doing at Shopify, even though it's stressful sometimes. I have always, always dabbled. I've always thought about vlogging. And the only reason why I've thought about it is because I do so many different things that I think that in in of itself could be interesting. Like the fact that I, you know, have this corporate job at a tech company that's really creative i get to travel like it's a film shit that's cool but then i also work at someone like barry's like it's just it's just weird all the things that i do so i have thought about that i don't know why i've never even tried it i'm not not even taking my own advice of just doing it yeah but I, i really do want to try that um but my big dream is to i want to write a tv show like i want to i want to eventually put out a tv show that's what i want to do for you, and literally, it would be how do I explain it? It would be like I, I take inspiration from a lot of shows like Atlanta. I don't know why yeah. I had a feeling that was the first word was gonna come out of your mouth. At- I literally so, said it in
1: my head. So, for me, there's you were gonna say there's
0: shit like Atlanta, there's another show called Insecure. I love obviously, I'm a big fan of uh Kirby Enthusiasm, Seinfeld, like all those kinds. Like, I'm into humor, but I truthfully, like deep, I don't even care saying it out loud because I know I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it well. But I want to do basically like a Toronto version of something like Atlanta or any of the other shows I mentioned because I think Toronto is just so. I've traveled a lot of places and there's something about this place that I don't think is being captured like. In, on tv like in a, in a like a television show like yeah. we have so many characters here we're so fucking diverse and there's just so many things to do and talk about like i think it could be a fascinating show um so it's definitely something i'm thinking about for sure that's okay. very cool do you want to write like just write shoot direct like or just i want to i want to i want to write and direct it okay. that's what i do so but i i i'm i don't have an ego in the sense that i would i would always partner with people on that like i have an idea of what it want, needs to be about and how i would do it how i would do it but i would uh i thought i was gonna score but i would uh i definitely like partnering with people to like yeah yeah right this so
1: oh my god that was crazy um that's awesome, man. Good for you. Yeah. I think whatever you do is going to be, it'll, it'll be cool regardless. Your content that you've put out has always been uh, has always been good to watch. Like, really, really cool to
0: watch and, and cool to see, man. Thanks, it's, man. Yeah. That's awesome. And then Barry's now. You're in there. Just started. Yeah, Barry's Dick. is cool. Like, I, I always, I started working there because when I was traveling for work, I'd al- I would always go take a Barry's. And, uh, like, I was in London. I would take Barry's classes there. I haven't taken them in L.A. yet, but I was like, sick, I, I like it. I wonder if I start teaching there, could I? teach classes in all these other countries and they said yeah you can do that so it'll be sick if i go to england i can just teach a guest class or come on free yeah it'd be cool to like build a network that way fitness for me has always been a way to keep building a network and it's it's pretty cool so i I definitely like
1: it i'll uh i'll come with some of the classes now yeah let me know i even said that
2: today i was like should we just do a class i think it'd be a fun way to just jump into the conversation (laughs) yeah no
0: next next time you guys want to come just hit me up i got you on are you
2: right here at richmond
0: uh, yes. Mainly in Richmond. Oh, yeah. so
2: close to It's like a seven minute walk. It's
0: easy. Yeah, not even. So precise for seven minutes. It actually is. I know that because when I put in the maps, it only so says seven nice. minutes. Come on. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. I know. I think it's the, the theater.
1: theater. I kind of want to see a movie tonight. I think I might do that. We have Any, a Christmas party. Yeah, I'll come mm-hmm. I'll for some drinks and then I'll take off. <laughs> Anyways, man, this was, uh... Samores was just great, man. Yeah, it was man. a long time coming, but it was uh, it was a good conversation.
0: Thank it was you. really fun. But before we sign off, yeah, yeah, like I do have to say, because the they they have no idea like how we all met. Well, I've known you forever. I knew you through him, but like I have the funniest memories of like just me being. I was much younger. It's probably when I was like 22, 23, when we would all like used to party at. Um, lost and found. Lost and found. And there's probably I think there's a photo out there somewhere. I don't know if it's me being held. It's uh. <laughs> Who is it? Maviola. He's and lying, it, ac- it, Matt, he's lying across. He's lying across us. the legs. <laughs> <laughs> he's lying across, and it's like me, Chris, Rick, and you, and we're all holding him. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. yeah I, it's yeah, like burnt like into my memory somewhere. It's, yeah.
1: yeah it's, I have it on my phone. I think I have. The, I saw. I think I saw those pictures. I gotta that's, see that, this right, That was cool. the last time I saw it I mean, Maybe yeah. not the last time I saw you But one of the last few times I remember yeah. like but it was funny. It man. was a funny time. Yeah, man. Yeah, because you said you were
2: coming on. I was like, "Who is it?" again? he's like, "You remember him?" Like, like what's his insta? He's like, "Top boy." I was like, man. "I know exactly who that
0: is." Yeah, because that was back when you used to live down there right? on King yeah, Street. Yeah, yeah, I was like yeah. yeah. King and Bathurst, then moved up to
1: Camden. Now I'm out in Mimico. Yeah, got out of the city, man. I can't do it. Good anymore. days, man. Ricky loves it down here. All
0: right, all right, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh no, if people want to find out more about you, what's your best way to reach you or connect?
0: IG, you just hit me up at Top Boy P B zero Y. That's where you find me. Yeah. check him out amazing content
1: Honestly, <laughs> okay. yeah, we were, I was literally I'm surprised you yeah. mean, I'm surprised about boxing I'm surprised you never got never ended up uh, doing a fight you never did a fight right
0: uh, non-boxing no
1: why don't you uh, do fight tank cancer
0: I might do that I never really I never really thought about it My, should, I, that's man. the list it's actually
1: one of the funnest like uh, boxing is the one thing I, I don't spar anymore because I don't want to get hit in the head yeah right? Wasn't, isn't yeah, training crazy? Isn't it like seven? It's a seven month program. You do for four days, three, four days a week, I think. Where you train? Uh, Kingsway in oh, Okay. Yeah. Uh, four, about four days a week. I mean, it was a really fun, it's hard, but it's a really fun seven months. And you get the spar, you get in the ring. So it's all, yeah. it's really cool. Um, yeah i miss boxing i miss hitting pads all that stuff i ha- actually like over the pandemic i bought like clitoris pads a, a big mitt like i have all of
0: it i gotta you know what i might look into that and that might actually force me to start vlogging <laughs> i might just be like hey, dude if you, whole if
1: you do and you train that, i'm still, still there, i'm there pretty regularly i'll come in and, and shoot some of it for you too <sighs> okay we'll figure frick, we'll you let me know anyways uh, okay nice guys awesome boys
2: signing off pal peace oh man that was great <laughs> oh,
1: that was good episode, yeah. thank you
0: two episodes we it's not long. Yeah.
1: yeah, the last two though, they're like friends, and they went like an hour 25, and then the last one almost like, went two hours too. Oh
2: man, even like talking about vlogging.